G'day guys, g'day everybody, it's Fruity Hats and the Big Man here talking all things cricket, Albury Wodonga, we'll throw in a bit of Sheffield Shield and then an absolutely fascinating decision given out overnight of obstructing the field in international between Sri Lanka and the West Indies. First of all, let me introduce Ben Mitchell and Jared Hatton. Fruity, good evening, sir. Hello, David. How are you? Good, thank you. And Jared Hatton down there in Coral after training. Hello, mate. How are you? Good, David, mate. How are you? Good, thanks, guys. Thank you for your time. Really looking forward to this. A massive weekend of cricket in Cricket Albury Wodonga. Saturday, Sunday cricket with a final eight and final six this weekend. Quickly, the results last week. Of course, your Coralway had the bye, so um, had already played 20 games. Talanga, uh, six for 2-2-2, defeated Belvoir, seven for 2-20. North Albury, 5 for 200, defeated Lavington, 7 for 196. Wodonga, 210, belted New City, all out 74. St. Patrick's did the same thing, 243 to 113 over Wodonga Raiders. I saw a bit of that game highlights on All In Sports during the week. And in a very, very good game, East Albury defeated um, Albury, 5 for 189 for, to 9 for 185. Guys, were there any major surprises in those wins and losses, really? I thought uh, out of the Aubrey and East Aubrey game, um, there was it was quite interesting. I think East Aubrey they had uh, young degrees. He batted, batted all the way or batted you know won the game. So yes. Credit credit to him, but they just needed that one that one decent knock to get him over the line at, at Dilson, I believe it was at, which is a relatively small ground. So yep. One ninety probably wasn't a uh, wasn't enough for him. Uh, yeah, really. So, yeah, credit to East Story. But I thought that was probably the, not a surprise, but I thought that, uh, yeah, that game was probably the only kind of one that was a bit interesting. Thank you. Um, guys, the ladder finished this way um, from 11th up. So, Wodonga Raiders 11th, Talanga to 10, and New City finished at 9. So, the 8 in order from 8 to 1. Belvoir, Wodonga, Bulldogs, Corowa, East Albury, Lavi, Albury, St. Pacts, and North Albury. Um, guys, and that leaves a really, really interesting finals day on Saturday. And these other games, we're going to speak in them, particularly about your game. It's St. Patrick's hosting Wodonga at Xavier. North Albury hosting Belvoir at Bunton Park. Lavie hosting East Albury at Lavie number 2. And Albury hosting your own Corowa at Bilton Oval. Guys, St. Patrick's and Wodonga, there's a lot of talent in both sides. That's going to be a cracking game at Xavier 1. Ben Mitchell, what are your thoughts on St. Pat's and Wodonga? I think uh, this is the, apart from our game, I think this is the biggest chance of an upset in the finals. Um, I think Wodonga have the class to probably beat anyone on this day. Um, and there's no doubt St. Pat's have been in form the last month or so. But, yeah, if um, St. Pat's give Wodonga a sniff at all, especially by losing a couple of early wickets, I think uh, Wodonga will fancy their chances. But... Yes, because with the way that the eight set up, um, that would make you, a, just in case you don't happen to win, if Wodonga get resold and Belvoir get resold, you'll be the lucky losers and play on Sunday. Am I reading that correctly? Yeah, exactly right. And Jared, North Aubrey and Belvoir. Um, North Aubrey first, Belvoir eighth. Do you give North or um, Belvoir much chance really in this one? Uh, I do give them a chance. Uh, they beat them not long ago at, at uh, Belvoir's home ground at Kelly Park in Wodonga. But, yeah, look, North should, should 
should win that, um, especially at Bunton. They play the game really well. So, yeah, I can't see why North would win, but there's no there's no reason for why Belvoir, you know, I wouldn't call it an upset, but there's no reason why Belvoir can't win it um, on their day, you know. If, it, if they're top order fire, then they'll get a decent photo and they've got a really, you know, disciplined bowling lineup. I'll stump with stump and, yeah, ring it up and, yeah, should be an interesting game at Bunton. Uh, ben, will Condo bat at three or four, or will we open up in a 50-over game for North Albury? Uh, he'll probably bat three. You'll probably get 100. And Belvoir, uh, absolutely no chance. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Difference of opinion. That's what it's all about. Lavi, uh, with our very own Ryan Brown and Nathan Brown uh, in the side, hosting East Albury at Lavi number two. Where does this one set? Lavington favourites and East Albury... Coming off a win, a, a good show here, or is this one this one strong favourites, Lavi? What's your thoughts? Have the, have the sides been named yet, David? I'll go on now while you're talking. Just hang on a second. Yes, they have. So, East Albury, White, Diffie, Shepherd, Fitzsimmons, White, Brunkhorse, Wedding, Davies, DeVries, DeVries, Fitzsimmons, and Hammond, Peterson. And what were you looking at in Lavi's side, whether Daryl Tuffy's playing or Brownie or whom? Are the two Browns playing? They are. Nathan. So it's Harris, Brown, Tassel, Galvin, Spinelli, O'Connor, Tuffy, Galvin, Beaumont, Tom Sharp, Robertson and Ryan Brown. I reckon they've named one extra. Yeah, because Nathan Brown didn't play last week. Okay. So I'm not sure. But if uh, Lovington are full strength, I think Lovington beat them. Okay. Jared? Yep. You agree with that? I do, yeah. Okay. So now, now onto your game. So the Corowa side hasn't actually been named. Sorry for a bit of background noise. That's uh, Jared's at the pub looking after us tonight and helping us yeah, out with. Sorry. That's okay. Not a problem. That I'm really pleased that we could do this. We're doing it by Zoom, everybody in three different cities: Sydney, Canberra, and Corowa tonight. Um, yes, the Albury side's been named: Popko, Cotamalage, Brown, Hayes, Morris, Stockdale, Sloan, Cassidy, Dover, Martin, Cox, Highmarsh, Dixon. While I've got you there, is Stockdale a relation to Lee Stockdale, who plays for Victoria? Yeah, no. Stockdale is a pom. He's, uh, yeah, he was like an import or something like that, I think, okay. and he stayed over. So that's what I, I, I'm pretty sure that's what the, what the go is. Guys, where are Corowa going to win this game? Um, I think, I think we'll, I think it's the, that we have in our favour is we have four or five guys that can win the match by themselves. Yep. Where I don't think uh, our opponents have that. Um, all we need is is Jared to, to fire up with the new ball or, or me, myself, to get on a run with the ball. And I think we could easily, easily put massive dents in uh, their batting order. Um, and then learning from when they beat us earlier on in the year, if we can play their spinners well, yes. uh, we are a massive chance of scoring enough runs or, or whatever's required, whether we're batting first or, or, or chasing. Uh, is Bilson a Bunsen burner? Uh, no. It, it played okay when we played there earlier on in the year and they just had a lot of rain. Yeah. And Albury batted first and made 220 or 230. So, yeah, it's quite a fair wicket, I'd say. Yeah. 
And Jared was telling me just before you came on, Ben, that there's been three to five mils down there today. There's been a lot more rain in Wagga. Wagga had 27 mils today. Um, my understanding from what Hats has told me, Jared, you can confirm this, is the rain's forecast on Saturday. It's actually forecast in Newcastle, where I'll be as well on Saturday. But more rain forecast in Albury on Saturday. Is that right? Yeah, there is. Um, I'm just... Uh... I believe it'll be late in the afternoon, so hopefully it doesn't affect the game. But if it is pushed forward or whatever the case is, yeah, there is some forecast, but it'll just be about when it falls. But I, I think it'll be later in the afternoon, but there is talk of it being around midday. Okay, so they're, they're the four quarters. Now, guys, can you run me through what happens? There's six teams left as of Saturday night. Do all six play on Sunday or just the bottom four? How does it work, please? Yeah, all six play. So um, depending on who wins and who loses. Yep. So um, say seven and eight win. Whoever out of the top two, so the top yep. two get the double crack Sunday, so they're playing regardless. But yep. Say, um, so Wodonga and Belvoir both win. Yes. And say if we win, then that means Lavington and East Aubrey go out. I understand. Because they, they'll lose. Yep. Um, but, yeah, so they go in, and then it's all to do with rank. So um, we'll go to, like, a third, say, hypothetically speaking, with the scenario we're running with, um, uh, Belvoir will go to six, Wodonga will go to five, we'll go to four. Who's that leave? One more team, and then... Would, uh, possibly, um, possibly St. Pat's. Yeah, St. Pat's and North Aubrey. Yep. And then there's one more side. Lavi? Yeah, Lavi or East Aubrey, maybe? Yep. Yeah, okay. So on... Anyway, it works off. as a top six. So yep. it goes through just the original top six. So 1v6, uh, 2v5, vice versa. And that can't be knockout then because that would only leave three sides. What happens on Sunday? How many sides are left? Are there four left on at the end of Sunday? Yeah, they must. Yeah, they must be. Okay, so that's how it works, right? And then a semi. Now, the following weekend is that semis and grand final on the one weekend, or do you just play Saturday, Saturday after that? Saturday, Saturday, I believe at this stage. Yeah. Okay. Very good. All right. So please keep an eye on those games. Got those you down in the Riverina. They're eleven thirty a.m. starts, fifty over games, both Saturday and Sunday. Should be a fabulous Saturday. It really should, guys. Good luck with with Coral. All the very best there. Um, should be a uh, a very big day. And, Jared, you were telling me that Coro has had a fantastic result just before we go to the Sheffield Shield in the club championships yeah. down there. Please tell us about that. Hopefully, yeah. So, by calculation so far, we, yeah, I think we might have gone close to nudging the club champs in our maiden year. So, yeah, by calculation from our, our president, uh, Paul, who's pretty keen and backed by our treasurer, um, Puppet, who's, you know, he loves his figures and all that kind of stuff. Um yeah, we think that we might have given it a bit of a nudge and, and taken the club champs. So fingers crossed that's the case, and it's a massive um, result in our first year in the in the CRW competition. It certainly is. Congratulations if that's the case. Ben, how's cousin Latrell going? Have South scored yet? Not hearing. He's frozen. Yeah, he's frozen. That's not a good thing. It's not uh, a good look. <laughs> Under the Sheffield Shield, just briefly, uh, Jared, and if you can hear me, Ben, please chime in. 
First of all, another, Jared, a superb performance from Cameron Green, who's just knocking up getting runs. Uh, there he is. Hey, he, he's back. You're back. Hello, Ben. How are you, mate? On, onto the Sheffield Shield. Not a problem. Onto the Sheffield Shield, guys. Western Australia, uh, five, 5 for 458 and 4 for 178. Queensland's 9 for 600. But as part of that, Cameron Green, 251. And Hilton Cartwright, 96. Cameron Green can't stop getting runs at the moment, and it must have been a belter up there for them that many, that many runs. But God, goodness me, this bloke's in some sort of form, fellas. Yeah, incredible, mate. Yeah. He's, yeah, unreal. Just a level head. Yeah, absolutely. Very young. Um, yeah. The, the interesting... Sorry, Benny. Yeah, sorry, Ben, you were saying, mate? Um, and inter- interesting for mine... Yeah, he's... Um... And also, um, importantly for Australian cricket, Matt Renshaw making decent runs there as well, which is really, really good. Good to see him make a century. And then, of course, the one that interests all of us, um, New South Wales, after a very good declaration by Travis Head, winning outright at the Adelaide Oval, chasing down 295. And that's never easy on a fourth-day Adelaide Oval pitch. South Australia, 4 for 8, 482 for 8, and 178 for 6 declared. New South Wales, 7 for 366, declaring 121 short, importantly. And then uh, New South Wales with Enrique's, Warner, and Abbott making runs, 295, 298 for 4. That's a superb performance and puts New South Wales on top of the ladder, guys. Um, what a great game of cricket that was. Again, helped by two very good declarations. Yeah, it was good to see Dave Warner hit some form as well. Was. But um, Sean Abbott's the one that's firing in nearly every Shield game at the moment. Um, I'm not sure what he's averaging, but it'll be up there in the 50s or 60s, I'd say, and he just keeps delivering. Old Sabah. Uh, have um, have the two of you played against Sean Abbott at some at, at some level? Have you have you managed to play against him? I, I'm, ben, I'm I'm reasonably confident you might have crossed his path in Sydney cricket. I don't think I have. Okay. Um, I've played against Parramatta a fair few times, but I don't think he's ever been available. Okay. Um, I I'm just thinking there might have been a Kingsgrove Cup game, but. No, no, I, I don't think so. Okay, and yes, both he and Moses on has had a very good Sheffield Shield season as well. He was consistent in the hub in Adelaide, and since they've come back in the second half of the Shield, he's also got a lot of runs. He's one of the leading run scorers in all of Australia. I'm pretty confident Green's on top, but Moses and Reeks is certainly in the top three or four. He's had a very good season. Jared, um, you, you would think that both of those two will come into some quarter of contention when Australia play long form cricket again and apparently the next test Australia play are here they're not playing test cricket at all until next summer alright yeah well those two put their names up and they yeah they're you know their names are in the hat for sure so it's good to see them guys hit some form and you know you'd like to see Moses and, and those guys back in the side because um, they are the future for the next couple of years at least so yeah be excellent Ben, how's Cousin Latrell going? How are Souths going? I heard a whistle in the background. Are Souths in front? No, Storm are up 12-0. 12-0. Thank you for that. Now, guys, I flicked you a video today. I'm not, I'm not sure if you've seen it. It's caused a massive consternation across the cricket world. There was a one-day game played in North Sand and Antigua last night where Sri Lanka were batting against the West Indies. Kyron Pollard bowling. 
and got a, a Falaka um, batted a ball down just in front of his feet and in stepping back to make his creases, uh, hit the ball with his foot and there was an appeal. He was given out obstructing the field. I have an opinion on I've done a bit of training as an umpire this year and I've certainly got an opinion on but I'd love to pick your brains. Is Do you think that this was obstructing the field? Guys, Jared Hatton, what's, what's your thoughts? I actually haven't seen it. Sorry, David. Okay, not but, a problem. Um, yeah, I'll go with it. Bugger him. Obstructing the field. <laughs> Benjamin Mitchell, I'm sure, has seen it because I'm seeing, Noddy, seeing him nod his head on the Zoom here. Ben, your thoughts? Um, I... Yeah, I did watch it this morning. Um, yeah, it shouldn't have been given out, I don't think. I, I don't think the batsman has much idea where the ball is and that as soon as he makes contact, he's trying to get out of the way of it. Um, when I saw it from the side angle, I, I was perplexed as to why he was given out. When I saw it from uh, behind the wicketkeeper... I could understand why why it was discussed, but um, I saw a few tweets about it earlier today, and Darren Sammy was very vocal in his thoughts, and and he was uh, he was quite upset that the West Indies actually appealed for it. And Darren Sammy, of course, is an ex-West Indian captain. Um, my my clear understanding of the obstructing the field, uh, there's been a couple of famous ones I can think of. Inzamar Mulhak's done it a couple of times. Ben Stokes against Australia uh, went um, put his hand up to stop a ball hitting his stumps. The, uh, the key to obstructing the field is it's got to be a willful, deliberate act. And that's the catalyst for, a, for an obstructing the field. If you handle the ball, you've done it deliberately. In this case... I can't see that that's willful. It's it's not a good look. I agree with you, particularly from behind. I agree with you there, Ben. But obstructing the field, that's a massive call. I might add that the umpires gave out a soft out on the field and the third umpire backed him up. But I just think that there's got to be a real willful act. And I don't know if it's... I really do think it was an accident. It's just one of those things. It was bizarre. And I actually don't have a problem with an appealing because Pollard was after the ball. He had every right to go for the ball. But it was a really interesting one. Fellas, um, massive weekend for you, fellas. I really hope yeah, you've got... Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I hope you're very tired on Sunday night, having played two big games for Corowa and, and you're surviving. It's a, a massive weekend. 100, 100, 200 overs of cricket. There'll be some sore bodies, I'd imagine, in Corowa and Canberra on Sunday night, gentlemen. There will be. We'll sleep well. Yes. Ben, safe travel for you, my friend. All the I best. i got a little... You go. I've only got a small four-hour drive after we win on Sunday, so um, yeah, it'll be an easy drive. Guys, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. All the very best of luck to everybody down there, but particularly Cora. Thanks for giving up your time on on a Thursday night. Very best of luck. Very best of luck to you both and to the entire squad. Have a great weekend. Take care. See you soon. See you, mate.